Welcome to Life Coaching in Atlanta, the podcast. I am this podcast host, Life Coach Ivan, and I hope and pray that this episode reaches everybody in good spirits and good wellness. So, with that being said, episode one. So, I have been thinking and thinking about what I wanted episode one to be based around. I even took a couple polls on several social media outlets. I knew that I wanted to reintroduce myself to the world and that it had to be captivating enough to keep my listeners entertained. But I also wanted to provide some substantial information enough for my supporters to benefit from and to like and to share. When thinking about introducing myself and letting the world know who I am, where I've been and what led me to where I am now, there was a a trillion things that I could say. I mean, anybody who already know me know that I can relate a story from my past to just about any subject we talk about. So then I figured that there's no way that in one episode I could illustrate all that I am and all that I've experienced. So I decided to just allow my listeners to learn more about who I am with each episode. So a little background information about me. Um, I was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Went to school there, my family's there, lived there many years after graduation. Um, All through school, I was pretty active growing up. I was kind of an introvert, extrovert. (laughs) I liked to be at home when it was time to be at home, but when I was out or at school, like I was trying to do stuff. Um, I tried dance a little bit, couldn't really do that. I tried to learn certain instruments and that pretty much didn't work out either. But I still tried to, you know, do whatever I could to stay active. Then after I graduated high school, um, I mean, I wanted to go to college. I enrolled in college. I went to orientation and all of that. But life at that time had other plans for me and I decided I wanted to party instead. I mean, I always held a job down, always had a car, um, always had things going for myself, but I was a party animal. And um, I don't say I don't regret it because I was able to see things early and live and experience life and know what was for me. But I can say that I appreciate those times, but I kind of wasted time in the same breath, you know, if that makes sense. So I left Detroit in 2009, moved to Chicago. Um, My decision to move there was really based around a relationship that I, in the back of my mind, probably knew it wouldn't work out anyway, but I needed a change at that time. So I went on ahead and left to give it a try. And of course, it didn't work out. My time in Chicago was up and down. Um, I was good one moment. The next moment, it was like I was struggling. And I always felt like I was struggling to get ahead because I, I had wasted so much time. And although that I was doing good for myself and making it look, you know, good and easy, I was struggling. So um, I spent, what, eight years out there um, in Chicago. And I met some really good people people who to this day I consider family members. 
Um, I made some really good connections. We still keep in touch. And it was even heartbreaking leaving them to when I moved to Atlanta almost five years ago. But um, so I moved to Atlanta in December 2015. And my decision to move to Atlanta was just really based on knowing that if I can make it on my own in a city that I didn't grow up in, I can make it anywhere. And I knew that with my grind and my faith, I could come here and start over and make it. And that's what I did. And it was hard, but, <laughs> you know, I had to do what I had to do. And I persevered through. I never stopped grinding. So my decision to become a life coach, it was kind of something that was always there. I've tried many attempts in the past to start organizations or social clubs or nonprofits, but I just didn't have the resources and I didn't have the knowledge and I didn't have the, you know, wasn't anybody going to put their all into my project. So um, they all kind of fell short. So here we are, 2020. I'm in Atlanta and since I've been here, I've been going to seminars and charity events and, you know, stuff like that. So it opened up my eyes a lot more to networking. And it's like, you know, what can I do? So during quarantine, you know, while everybody was snacking and being lazy, I was working out. I was drinking water. I was reading and I was meditating and I was asking God to just give me something that I could do to help people because I saw people many people struggling. And so this certification class just fell in my lap and I took it. And as I'm taking it, I'm like, oh my God, this is it. This is exactly what I need to be doing. And so I took the class, I got certified, I got the business license, and then I started getting clients. And it was like, well, as I minister to these people, I minister to myself. So although this certification in this business it's beneficial. I mean, I don't pay my bills with this. So it's something that I feel like I was really called to do and I enjoy doing it and I help people in the process. So as a certified life coach, my specialty is confidence coaching and emotional health coaching. I'm familiar with both because I severely struggle through both. One of those things that I notice with some people that I speak with as I listen to their stories and I listen to their challenges and I hear their setbacks, a lot of times their reservations come from outside influences. For episode one, I want the topic to be about relationships. Now, I know everybody think that when you say relationships, you mean in boyfriend and girlfriend, but all relationships are not romantic. And although they're very important and we'll be discussing that later on in another episode, a little bit more descriptive and on a broader scale for this particular dialogue, I wanted to discuss three other important categories of relationships. So the first type is friendships. Friendships are relationships. Um, they're what we call platonic relationships which means they are marked by the absence of sexual desire. So you're not related to this person and you're not romantically involved, but you know, y'all still close. I remember when I was younger, my grandma used to always tell me, stop calling everybody your friend. And I'm like, grandma, these my friends. And she's like, no, some are your associates and some are your friends. And it, you know, I, it 
that stuck with me because I in my mind I'm thinking these are my friends. We call each other friend every day. <laughs> but as I got older, I saw I started to see what she meant. And even in friendships, there's different type of friendships. I mean, I had one friend, he was he was my guy. We went everywhere together. We was partying. He he was a type of friend where, you know, put your money in your pocket. I got you, you know, to the point where it's just like, oh God, he's a good friend. <laughs> but the whole time, I didn't know that when we were out, he would be seeing people talk to me. You know, I, I'm a people person. I attract people. And then when I go to the bathroom or something, he'll slide in their ear like, yeah, you know, I make more money than him and stuff like this. And, you know, they'll come back and tell me. And so that's the type of friend where they're around you because they're jealous of you. And I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm better than everybody or I'm better than anybody. I'm, I've just always been me. You have to watch out for those people who are in your circle that you call friends and really they're plotting against you the whole time. You just got to be aware all the time. And I want to say this too right now, like give this disclaimer, like this is by no means am I going to use this platform to air nobody business out or talk negative about anybody. That's that's not what I'm promoting at all. Anything I talk about are going to be my experiences from my point of view and my perspective on my platform. So I just want to, you know, I'm not ever here to offend anybody. And, you know, my emails, I'm available on social media if anybody want to rap with me about anything that I say. But keeping it on topic, you know, you have those type of friends, yeah, that you have to watch out for that's in your everyday circle. But then you have those friends that actually become family. I actually have a few of them, and we call each other brother and sister. And it was aunties and uncles. It's like a whole made-up family, cousins. And we, blood couldn't make us no, no closer, honestly. And we talk all the time, and we... So much, so much to the point where we get offended if you say, hey, I saw your friend. It's like, no, that's not my friend. That's my brother. That's my sister. And we really, you know, we live our life like that. And that's just what it is. With those two different types of friendship situations, you have to be careful and you have to stay aware. Like everybody in your life is not wanting you to succeed. And then you got some people who come in as a stranger and support everything you do until death do you part. So if you are not strong minded, friendships can have a negative impact on your life and in the direction that you go without you even realizing it. Um, you have to keep weeding out the negative bonds and embrace the strong ones. And I don't care how much it might hurt you to let somebody go or how much fun you have with this person. I mean, I block whoever when when i'm done with somebody or if somebody crossed me i don't care who it is i i block whoever because i really want them out of my life and i don't wish them bad when that happens it's just when i'm done with somebody i'm done with them but you have to be able to know that when you're done with something you're done and be done with it <laughs> so the second type of relationship that i feel is important but also not romantically involved are family relationships. 
Now, family relationships are what we call relational transaction groups because it's a group whose members are related and largely defined by the relationship between the members. You know, mother, father, son, daughter, the dog. <laughs> and family dynamics vary from social class to social class. They vary from family to family, from generation to generation, and from person to person. When I was younger, family for me was everything. It was all I knew. We were taught early on the importance of sticking together, kind of like one of them us against them stands. And me and my siblings and cousins, we were taught that our family had a reputation that preceded us and it forced us to be tough. Like even in times where we didn't want to be. I remember one time um, <laughs> I was about maybe like seven years old and it was this kid. I can't even remember his name, but he was just like bothering me, getting on my nerves, always saying something. He was like a dirty little kid, snotting his nose, always flipping his eyelids inside out and shit. And I'm like, I do not like this kid. I feel like he's going to bite me if I get close to him. And so he threw something at me and I, it hit me and I, I went in the house. I told my auntie, I'm like, oh my God, you know, Terrence, Terrence was his name. Yeah. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to say names, but that was his name. And so she's like curling her hair. She stopped curling her hair. She's like, oh no, you're going to fight him. So I'm in my mind, like, no, can, can you fight him? Shit. Like, I don't want to fight this dude. So we go outside, you know, I ain't going to lie, Terrence kicked my ass right there in the grass. And I'm like, oh, God, I took an L in front of everybody. So she was pissed off at me. We went in the house, and I couldn't come back outside. Oh, I couldn't come off the porch, but I was able to go outside. And he was next door with, like, all the little kids. They laughing and shit. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to come off the porch this time because I just can't take this L. And I know I'm going to either get my ass whipped by her or – him again, but I might as well whip his ass and she see it and be happy. So I went over there and we got down again. You know, I won this one, but she ain't see it. But I went in the house like, I just won with Terrence. She like, didn't I tell you to sit your ass on the porch? <laughs> but anyway, you know, I say that to say that that's how we were brought up. We were brought up to be tough. And it was like, it ain't no, I don't want to fight. If, if it's a problem, you got to throw hands. And so that was what I kind of the foundation of who I was growing up. And so with this kind of family, of course, you know, there's like any family, there's turmoil, you know, but people bickering back and forth and, you know, crazy stuff like that. But as I got older and I started to venture out on my own and it was like apparent that I did things differently from you know, my family, I, I was different all the time. And so it was just like, we kind of, I went my way, they went theirs. We really don't keep in touch like that. Or sometimes we do through social media, but it's all love when we see each other. And so, but then I started being around my friends and their family. And I just was like, I'd be like, I want this with my family. They'd be so loving and caring. And they had arguments and stuff as well, but it's like, I'll see I'll see them all get together and they'll discuss the family issue and what's going on. And after that, they're hugging and back good. And I'm like, I would love to have that with my family. And I'm not saying that I don't. I mean, I, I haven't. 
if I'm going through some issues or whatever I got going on, I just call up one of my friends like, look, I don't know what you got going on, but I need to cry. I need to vent. <laughs> Make me laugh something. And that'd be that. Yeah, but shout out to all my family. Shout out to my, all my cousins. I hope they, you know, tune in and listen to me. I hope that they chime in and tap in sometimes, rap with us. Um, but, you know, family can be, family relationships can be good. They can be bad. But I always tell my clients that they have the power to create their own family. And I don't even mean in a reproductive type of way. You can find people out here and not even go looking. Just ask God to put you where you need to be and whoever in your life that doesn't need to be in your life to remove them. And he will. And I was able to, you know, create me a family. And I'm so blessed for that. Like I said earlier, blood cannot make us any closer. But either way, um, you have to get to a point, whether whatever type of family you in, but especially if you're in the type of family where you feel like you're not that close to them, you have to get to a point where you're able to separate yourself from everybody and focus on your individuality because you have to rid yourself of the vibes that's not conducive to your life and what you need. You might be busy fulfilling other people's lives, needs, and don't even know it and ignoring your own. And that's not good. And a lot of my clients, that's what's going on with them and they don't realize it. So, but lastly, the third type of relationship that I wanted to mention is the relationship with yourself, which is also the most important relationship there is because it sets the foundation for all the rest of your relationships with anybody else. If you are not whole or happy internally, then it is impossible for you to fully be happy in any other type of relationship. For a long time, I could not stand looking at myself in pictures. I mean, I didn't hate myself, but I hated who I had become. I went from a boy who worked out every day and was into the adult and entertainment industry to someone who had started gaining weight, started hair started thinning. And, you know, I started abusing drugs and alcohol really bad. And I hated it. I hated to see it. I, I hated what it had made me become. And in that, it made me use more drugs and alcohol to mask my self-hate. I was used to being silly and always cracking jokes and being the life of the party as a way to bring joy to other people so that they would not see my insecurities. I battled depression throughout my life because I wasn't financially where I thought I needed to be. I mean, I wasn't accomplished as the people around me and I was no longer like the young and cute one. I literally had to remove and separate myself from everything and everybody that I was familiar with in order to completely focus on myself and become one with me again. I mean, I struggled bad with even being alone, but or having no affection or no companionship when I decided to step away from everybody. But when I moved to Atlanta almost five years ago, I saw a therapist and 
for the first two years I was here, I went through my jobs insurance. We had an employee assistance program that helped with things like financial legal advice, um, adoption assistance, and counseling. So talking to a complete stranger about things that I didn't even know was bothering me, it, it really helped me out for the first two years. I mean, the sad truth, though, is that in the Black culture, we don't talk about mental illness. We don't talk about mental health, period, or depression and suicide. I mean, I had an uncle who committed suicide, my grandma's brother, and jumped out the window of a hospital and killed himself. And I bet half of my cousins don't even know that story because we don't openly talk about things like that in our culture. It's always just go pray, go talk to God and let it go. And again, I'm not against that because I do that and it works as well. But what I'm saying is that with that, we should be able to create a space for each other where we can have an outlet to verbally release the feelings that we're having and not be judged for it. I believe that that's very necessary. And that's why, you know, I do the life coaching thing. I mean, I've really met so many grown men, dope boys that actually broke down in tears and cried like newborn babies just in conversation with me. Men who hadn't cried in years, men who had to remain a certain weight in front of their girls, their wives, their kids, and their homies. For some reason, boys are taught not to cry and not to show emotion. So therapy, counseling, life coaching, they're all great unbiased outlets for people to find a release from the pressures of life and regain their confidence and their focus. So to tie it all together with those three types of relationships, they're all important and they are all influential in some type of way. Going into a new year and a new phase of our lives, we have to be mindful of the relationships that we have and the company that we keep. Make sure to always strengthen your mental health. Go read a book. Start exercising. Meditate. Do yoga. Karaoke shit. If, if that'll help. But please keep your mind intact. Your brain is the most important muscle. And once your brain is intact, then you can tap into your spirituality. And then your body, it'll follow. So once your mind, your body, and your souls are aligned, then that's how you know that you're whole. So I know that was a mouthful, but, you know, hopefully it was necessary. I don't want people to miss the message because of the messenger. So I see more kids, more young kids threatening to kill themselves than ever before. When, when sim Simply as when they get in trouble. And I see grown adults on social media who are battling depression and struck, threatening to kill themselves as well. And or a relationship going bad, they, they just ready to give up. So, I mean, I even have clients who use the whole session to just cry or half the session to cry and the other half to crack jokes. It's just a release. And we're all in this fight together. I want to see everybody alive and well and winning. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Episode one, now streaming. Don't forget to subscribe and share from whichever outlet that you're listening from. We're currently streaming from Spotify, Pocket Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, the new Google Podcast app, Apple Podcasts, and starting today, the Stitcher podcasting app. 
it's a few more that I ain't going to mention because I'm waiting on their approval. But, I mean, I want to hear y'all feedback, too. So send me a message on one of my social media outlets. Uh, email me. Call me. Text me. Follow my Facebook profile and my Facebook page at Life Coach Ivan. Follow me on Twitter as Life Coach Ivan. I'm now on Clubhouse as Life Coach Ivan. And my IG is level underscore the Roman numeral seven underscore LLC. So once again, thanks for the support. Happy holidays. Be safe. Be blessed. And on the next episode, I got somebody joining in with us. They want to talk about something important. Everybody need to hear. And I can't wait. So until next time, I love y'all. Peace.